Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. This is a national health alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket costs. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a free meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pedometer as our special gift to you. We have knee, back, and other braces available, as well as pharmacy services. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and you have insurance, we can help. 888-303-9136. 888-303-9136. 888-303-9136. That's 888-303-9136. Nobody really needs or wants home security until it's too late. You've heard the statistics about how many burglaries there are per day. You see the news. You know there are people out there that do bad things. The best way to help protect your home and your property is with an ADT monitored system from Protect Your Home, an ADT authorized premier provider. Call right now to get a free wireless home security system valued at $850. An ADT monitored system can help protect your home from fires, theft, floods, and call for emergency help. Call now to find out more about our $850 free wireless home security system and start enjoying the peace of mind of security today. Call 800-561-2351. 800-561-2351. This offers for new customers only. Termination fees apply. $99 customer installation charge and 36-month monitoring agreement required. All for details. License terms and conditions available at secureathome.com. Do you know someone who has a drinking problem or drug addiction? Well, you know what comes next. If you or someone close to you has a bad drinking or drug problem and they have private health insurance, free help may be available. Call a recovering addiction specialist now at the Detox and Treatment Helpline. They'll help you get clean and sober and give you a total rehab in a beautiful five-star treatment facility. It's like a vacation, but a clean vacation. If you have private health insurance, quitting drugs, quitting alcohol, and getting sober is just a free call away. Sorry, we don't accept Medicare or Medicaid. Make this free, confidential call now, before someone dies. 866-490-3991. 866-490-3991. 866-490-3991. 866-490-3991. Long Good evening. Radio. 
Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Good evening. I can't believe it. Sorry about that. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Blog Talk USA. We are so happy to be here with you. I'm so happy that I started playing a previous episode by mistake. <laughs> Before we get started, let me tell you how you can always find us and listen to our live programs and our archived episodes. The number to call to listen live by phone is 515-605-9375. The uh, Blog Talk USA uh, 24-hour network is blogtalkusa.com. Our Blog Talk Radio channel is blogtalkradio.com forward slash blogtalkusa. And you can always USA podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Radio, or any place you can find podcasts. You can find Marvelous Monday on Blog Talk USA podcast. Okay, let me now give you over to your host, Dr. Shirley McKellar. Welcome, Dr. McKellar. Thank you, thank you, thank you, uh, Miss Rihanna. I um, I said, oh, I'm late. I'm just finishing uh, an activity. We've had a very very busy day. And so I said, it's time for me to get on radio. So my driver just dropped me off, and I'm ready. How are you doing? Doing great, doing great. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I pulled up a couple of different the episodes that everybody's been wanting to hear because uh, I've been playing it just about every day, and it was pulled up on my computer. So you started hearing <laughs> your voice right when you came in because I had two windows open. <laughs> I did. I heard that. And I said, Almost I I played it again. Okay, is the, is the gang all here? I think I heard uh, Dr. Uh, Hagney. Was that Dr. Yes, Hagney I'm, that I just heard? Hello. Yes, yes. Me. Good hello. evening, Dr. Hagney. Hey. Welcome. Good Hi. evening. Good evening. And the other guys so, will be coming in shortly, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. So we're going to kick off and give me a second to get inside. I'm going to just relinquish to Dr. Hagney if he can give us an update on COVID-19 and the activities that we have getting ready to happen here in Tyler, Texas, at Texas College. And so go ahead. Any other updates, Dr. Hagney, that you would like to do? Right Very good. I want to start with the Texas College. Uh, you know, and when the HBCUs here in East Texas, and I'm very excited about this because uh, yeah, we will be partnering at a, uh, HBCU here at Texas College and uh, with the students and basically here in Tyler, uh, and also, uh, it's going to be a shout out to all those HBCUs and college students that involved. But it's so critical, as you know, as we talk about the uh, uh, reaching out to communities of color. It's very important to all the organizations that are so significant to contribute so much to our community of color to have them on board. So that's why I'm so excited about having Texas College this coming weekend. We've got there and with the down faculty and also the students. It's also, also going to be interesting to hear. Uh, from the students, uh, see the students' input, and also have their input as it relates to 
uh, college and what their what their expectations, and uh, hopefully it will really impact our other colleges and the students to to see the significance of the uh, program vaccinations and and really help get the word out. Uh, and so this also we are reaching all the uh, groups in in around Texas College, and you know there's students coming back in, and students there, particularly athletes uh, from different walks of life, different backgrounds. They can be a major voice for us back in the community and in the community. So I'm very excited about being there and being on the campus and, and just seeing and hearing and interacting with uh, our college students and the faculty staff there and also their input. And we have to uh, to the Dr. McKellar groups and everything for uh, setting this up and also the president there at university. I think they actually reached out for us to come there. So I, I'm very excited about that and seeing their input, their response, and also seeing how the community responds to Texas College but it's also open to uh, surrounding communities. So it's going to be interesting to see how many other individuals come on the campus because it's about networking. It's about being involved in the community. Of community uh, it's like a family. So I'm going to be uh, very excited to see the impact of having on a college campus, and the college campus is so deeply located inside our community of college. So, and also hearing from the faculty. And, you know, they're the ones educating our students. And so it's very interesting to see their, their uh, input and how they're contributing. And also how they can help pass word to other HBCUs because in this area we have, you know, Jarvis and also Wilder here in this area. So it's going to be very exciting to just see that network occur. And I have to be part yeah. of that. Very good. Very good. Thank you so much for that, uh, Dr. Hackney. So the actually – uh, the Texas, Northeast Texas uh, Task Force is hosting a um, vaccine uh, site there at Texas College, and we thank Texas College for opening up that campus and making sure that people in the community as well as the students and faculty and staff actually get that, uh, get that vaccine. As everyone knows that the purpose of uh, Dr. Hagney coming together, bringing us all together to open up and start and co-found, and I should say founder, he's the founder of the Northeast Texas uh, Task Force, which comprises of all kinds of professionals uh, to make sure that that vaccine gets out there to uh, the black and brown community. So this Saturday, the 22nd of uh, this month, uh, that will begin at... uh, 10 in the morning, from 10 until 4 o'clock, uh, anybody that's out here in the East Texas area that wants to get over to Tyler, Texas and get that vaccine, then you can do it. You don't have to have an appointment. Uh, you, you can call us and, and give us your name and put you on the list. So that tells us how many uh, vaccines that we need to get out there. And uh, the Pfizer will be given. And, of course, now the Johnson & Johnson has been opened up again. So we did get some Johnson & Johnsons that's been shipped in to, uh, to Tyler. And, uh, but the Pfizer is the primary one that will be given out there. And if there's anybody who wants that Johnson & Johnson, it, it is, it's, been, it's been proved to be okay. Uh, it was all, always okay that there was some ladies, as you know, people that were getting um, – thrombophlebitis uh, and getting uh, blood clots, and so they wanted to take a look. But what I, I say to people is that uh, we know that uh, millions of people had already received that vaccine and had not had any issues with it. 
but just remember this as you're you're taking your vaccines or you you're making your plans to take your vaccine is that it's an individual thing how people react to any kind of drug not just the vaccines but any kind of drug at all and and, and the professional that we have right here on this network is Dr. Richard Hagney who is a pharmacist who knows better than as well as any of the rest of us uh, that you can be allergic to any drug. And and I've worked within the system, the medical facilities for a long time, and some people are allergic to this drug and, and others may never be allergic. There's people who are even allergic to aspirins, right, Dr. Hagney? That's uh, right. And, right. And, and any form of penicillin, right. And so they can be allergic to any drug. So it's not saying that there's something wrong with uh, Johnson & Johnson uh, vaccines or any other vaccines. It's just an individual thing. So we have to keep that in mind with any drug that we take. Uh, I had a terrible allergic reaction to amoxicillin, a derivative of penicillin. There's nothing wrong with amoxicillin. It just doesn't work for me. And so I use that example all the time. So if you want that vaccine and you want to get it, uh, we'll be ready for you next Saturday, this coming Saturday, the 22nd from 10 until 4 o'clock. Dr. Hagney will be out there making sure that uh, everything rolls smoothly. It'll be a drive-through. You drive in, you get your uh, vaccine, you sit for a few minutes, 15 minutes. If uh, if you've never been allergic to any drug, but if you've ever had an allergic, allergic reaction to any drug, then you stay with us for 30 minutes. We'll have uh, EMS out there uh, with the... Um, if you need anything, uh, EpiPens, if you have an allergic reaction, give you EpiPen, that will stop your, any reaction. And if you need to go further, then, of course, the hospital is close by. So I wanted to make mention of that for those that are interested in getting out there and doing that. So, Ms. Rihanna, let me just uh, get going because I think that something happened for me uh, after we'll just we'll have our little preliminaries while we're waiting for the other gentleman to come in, but right last on. Wednesday. Oh, hello. How are you doing? How y'all doing? How y'all doing, Anastasia? <laughs> we're you doing? good. Hello. We're good, Mr. Hey there. We're hello. Good. <laughs> yes. So, Mr. Arthur, I, w- I was about to share. We were just doing our little preliminaries to you and Pastor Cooper got in, but um, as you know, on last Monday, a week ago, last Monday. Uh, I think have have the election already completed. We'd already have the election, right? And so I'd, I'd already been blessed to uh, win the re-election. But on last Wednesday, which was after our last Monday show, we had city council meeting, and I got a surprise of my life. I was not didn't see that coming. Was not expecting or even thinking about such. And that was and and thanks. Uh, my great friend, uh, Dr. Hagney, was there uh, in, with, in the chambers with us, and there was a vote that was placed on the floor, and unanimously uh, I was voted in as the mayor pro tem of the city of Tyler. So that was <laughs> yeah, I posted that. yeah, I posted that one. You posted that one? <laughs> <laughs> and Dr. Yeah, Hagney, you can, you, you can I, I, tell them I, I, how shocked I am. <laughs> I'm a witness. I'm a witness. You're you, totally a witness. shocked and surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I should have kept that. Should have 
should have captured that. You should have captured that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I go, really? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it, it was, <laughs> Where did that was, come it, from? <laughs> they kept, it was historical. <laughs> it was unanimous, and everybody enjoyed it. Everybody appreciated it. It was just amazing. Everybody it was an honor to be there. It was an well, honor. Was, it was well, honor you deserve that honor. You deserve <laughs> of, that, of all that. Thank you, thank you. Well, I, I tell right. you, they, they put it. They they went so far. They already had Dr. Hagney could tell you. They already had my my badge, everything made. They had my <laughs> my plaque made. All they had when it happened, they just changed it out and they moved everybody around. And and now they say, now you take your seat right next to the mayor. So, all right. All right. So, so let, let me just tell you, if I have a secret, does that mean when Abbott come to Tyler to make the announcement, he got to call and talk to you too? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, I I tell you, it was it was really it was really something. I I I didn't see it coming. That's all I tell you. And I was about to say, if I have any secrets. That I need to be kept. I must tell it to the city of Tyler because they know how to keep a secret. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they kept that, they kept that undercover, so to speak. But anyway, hey, 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 Shirley, hey, Shirley, hey, Shirley, I hate yes, to say, but East, but East Texas is good at keeping a secret. East Texas is good at keeping a secret. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> something something that they should tell, they don't tell, right? Uh huh. Right? Yeah, and that's why Eddie here, and that's why we're gonna come down there. And uh, educate and get some folks to vote down there. That, that that's a big secret. Yeah, yeah y'all good. Mm-hmm. They good at good keeping secrets. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so and tonight, so tonight, let's let's mention this. I want to mention this. I'm just getting in from an event. I, I this is my first day of actually carrying out my duties as mayor pro tem. So I. Uh, I served in as Mayor Pro Tem today, this morning. This month, May, the month of May, is actually uh, Asian and Island Pacific Pacific Islanders Month, the month of May. The actually uh, President Obama is the one. It used to be a a day, then it went to a week, and then President Obama made it. Uh, he made it a month for the entire month of May. So I was able to speak uh, at the event this morning and then just finish uh, leaving the event for the evening uh, because one of the things that uh, Dr. Hagney and I worked on and, and uh, as lo- along with uh, Unite Tyler is to uh, embrace the Asian community to show them that we were in solidarity with them during uh, the issue that happened over there in Florida with all of those uh, uh, Asians that lost their lives there. So uh, we had a prayer vigil out there in the uh, parking lot of Harvey Convention. And so I was honored to be able to uh, to be with them tonight. We talked about uh, Bethesda Clinic, who uh, was uh, was founded by Dr. English and Dr. English. And uh, Dr. English is, uh, the male Dr. English is, uh, is Caucasian and he's married to the Asian Dr. English and so they co- they founded and co-founded uh, the Bethesda Clinic whereas those that don't have health insurance you can go to Bethesda and have your annual physical uh, for 20 bucks 
And uh, so a lot of people uh, who perhaps don't have health care usually will use Bethesda because you pay next to nothing, really. And so you have physicians and and nurses who volunteer their service. And when it first started and I came home on a leave, at one time I was able to uh, donate some of my time uh, to that clinic. Great clinic, great work that's being done there. So that's what's happening for me. Uh, today during this uh, during this celebration of Asian Month. So that's what I have. So what are we talking about tonight? Huh? <laughs> right there, huh? What are we? <laughs> what's going? What's going on in? What's going on in 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 the nation? Let, let me just uh, share with you quickly that the opportunity that I had of this um, past Friday, Friday of last week. Uh, I got a chance to journey up to um, up to Mr. Arthur's uh, uh, neck of the woods, so to speak, and uh, we were able to go to the um, K. Bailey Hutchinson's Convention Center and see the amazing operation of uh, how organized and structured that is, and and taking care of of the children. They have processed uh, children out to um, there was two thousand children that were at the convention center there, and they have been able to place uh, 1,500 of those children and more by now with uh, either their family members or uh, with sponsors to help to uh, take care of them. And so I felt like, Mr. Arthur, that I was back in in the military where we set up an operation and set up a a hospital and, and build it within a short period of time and and make things happen out in the field uh, as if we were uh, in an well-established, well-oiled uh, hospital where everything was in place. Well, I'll tell you what, um, they they did a great job up there. And th- that's going to end for you, Mr. Arthur. It was a 90-day thing. It's going to end uh, around about the 22nd, uh, 23rd of this month. So uh, we thank those people who all worked really hard to make sure that those kids could find uh, their fam- some of their family members. Mm, so that's what's yeah, going on. I want to, and, and before we get before we really get into the show, I want to mention this, and I and I'd like Miss Rihanna to to post this out there. But uh, there are a couple of uh, universities that reached out to me uh, to give full full ride scholarships to uh, to students that need uh, to go to school and don't have the resources and the funding in order to do that. One is uh, one is out there in. Uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. That's an HBCU at St. St. Augustine University uh, out there. The president actually comes from Tyler, Texas. And then the other one is um, Harding University out in Searcy, Arkansas. So if if there are any parents out there that uh, are interested in uh, being on the Zoom to learn more about uh, their children being able to go to school. The, both of these universities uh, have all types of programs from medical to criminal justice to computer science to graphic arts, anything, everything that you want. Uh, uh, Harding University is a Christian school. It's a Church of Christ school, and, uh, and it's a beautiful campus. It's, um, it's a predominantly Caucasian-started school, it has all kinds of students there, so they're opening up. They want they're they're trying to get more minority students to 
to come uh, to that campus. And so that's why they're reaching out to certain people to try to get minorities in. So if you know anybody, team, that want to get their students educated but don't have the resources to do it or they did not get a scholarship and the parents are trying to struggle and pay for the college education, we can help them. We can help them. So remember mm. that. Okay. So that's all the announcements, and that's all I have right now. I don't know if we've heard from uh, Pastor Cooper today or not. Uh, Mr. Arthur, do you know? Was he on the line? I talked to him earlier today. Uh, okay. He is not on the line yet. What I want to ask you about, though, is, okay, here lately, I've noticed the news media have have changed their tone a little bit as far as how they articulate what's going on, you know, post post January sixth. So okay. now they are beginning to they are beginning to get perturbed after that guy said after the guy said, Oh, if you hadn't if you if you if you hadn't showed that film, you thought it was just a regular day uh, with people at the Capitol. So ever since he said that <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like you know everybody's going, uh-uh, no, no. <laughs> yeah. And then the well, guy they, really they, they quickly found a the picture of him in. barricading the door. That very guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was barricading. <laughs> he knew it wasn't a tour group. <laughs> yeah, 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 he was back. Yeah. So, so you know, so uh, since then, I have noticed kind of a shift now in the media's tone. When they go to describe okay. this situation, because before they was like, you know, playing like, you know, uh, what, you know, like, you know, so now look, they kind of shift, yeah. you know, into the realistic direction because that's stuff dangerous. So now, now they yeah. own it up to the truth, is what you're saying. Yeah, now the news media is is is, is giving them more, you know, that the news media has seemed to have taken sides. Now, well, well, I'm mean, inside the mainstream media. They ain't talking about them Newsmax and all that. But uh, but even you know you know some folks some folks giving them heck on Fox, you know till you know so basically, you know folks just need to keep uh you know just keep telling the truth, you know and uh hey right. you know we know what's going on, right, yeah, okay, well folks still trying right. to overthrow America, yes, so so what you're saying is now. The news media and and which can you name out specifically which media that you may well, be mainly, thinking you know, Fox about? And CNN. Well, you know, you, you, the main Fox and CNN. Now, now, okay. now, now MSNBC. Joy Reid. She don't let the right to Tuck Carson got mad at her and started calling her the race lady. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> race lady. Yeah. I saw so, that. Yeah. So you know, so. Uh, and then on other channels, like I say, they, they, like I said, they go, uh, uh, they going more realistic about the situation. They they not he he ha ha and grinning. You know how they like to right. laugh through everything. Everything ain't funny. This ain't funny. And right. so now they no, not laughing. No, you're right. They ain't laughing like they, they they ain't laughing as much as they were. They were just like, ha 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 ha. And I'm going really, right. you know. So when that guy said. It was just like any other day. Now, you know, you can't laugh. You can't laugh at that. Right. Mm-mm. No, you can't. No, you can't. Hmm. Marjorie uh-uh. Green, that Marjorie it. Green lady, that Marjorie Green lady going around oh. up and down the hall trolling. 
mm-hmm. trolling. That's right. What I wasn't one of the uh, representatives, black female, had to move to a different location yeah. because she felt. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah, because sisters yeah, gonna put them bangs on. Yeah, well, she moved because she knows she's gonna put them things on. That's why she went on the move. Mm-hmm. She did good by moving because you know Nancy knew Nancy. So she gonna she gonna knock this woman out. I need to get, <laughs> I need, to get I need to separate this right now. Yeah. So then, so then, let me ask you, ask you guys this question. So then, so then, this insurrection. And we know we watched it. We saw what happened. So, would you would you consider that as treason? Heck, heck, heck yeah, it's treason. Now the news media, okay, now the news media. Now I want them to say treason. Now they moved to. They are saying appeasers. Now they call them appeasers. You, you remember they called Obama appeaser because he wore a brown suit one time. So yeah. you know. <laughs> so then, if know, it's, if it's treason. If it's treason, then why don't we have them in a court of law? Well, you know, that's, right. what they try, that's why they're trying to get that uh, commission and all that stuff. They're taking find out who did what. You, you know, like you, you you saw that thing that that, that, that Gosar guy read. You know, he's just talking crazy. That Gosar out of Arizona. <laughs> and now nice. they just harassing patriots all over America. DOJ is, or, you know, somebody come, you know, <laughs> harassing these good Americans. <laughs> So I'm, I mean, really, you know, hey they, y'all, they, they not playing. They ain't playing, y'all. Well, somebody betrayed this country, didn't? Did they not? I mean, I mean. That's why well, we need the commission. The that's why we need. The states committed sedition along with several senators, and then these people who took the, you know, took over the Capitol to try to stop Congress from doing its job committed. That was an attack on our. On our government, so around here, I mean, it's it, it pretty cut and dry. Around here, saying the folks don't really look at, like, like on the fourth, like the, on the fourth of July, and I think it was twenty eighteen. I think it was twenty eighteen. Uh, uh, Johnson, that guy Johnson, and about ten other of them senators, they spent the fourth of July in Russia. That's right. That's exactly right. It was in Russia. The yes. same people that be talking all them, all them talking point stuff. They was over yeah. there. And see, folks need to, you know, folks need to out them about that. They was in Russia on the 4th of July in 2018. And, and we're talking about insurrection, and then Miss Rihanna brought up prediction. So what? And let's analyze these these terms that we're talking about and see how they marry into each other. I think that's that's a great topic that we can we can. Miss Rihanna, can you give us some? Can you pull us up some definitions of prediction sure. and prediction and insurrection? Mm-hmm. And let's uh, let's uh, analyze. Uh, 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 then the context they're using appeasers in is in the, in the context of the Republican Party appeasing okay. Trump. He's appeasing Trump, so they're mm. not, you know. So, so that's the context. Them, you know, the party right. appeasing Trump. So that's what that is. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, the the definition, specifically the definition of sedition, 
is conduct okay. or speech inciting people to rebel against the authority of a state. Okay, very uh, and good. It's a, it is a crime in the United States, and an example of it would be Donald Trump's speech uh, that John okay. Hawley uh, uh, continued with, that uh, Ted mm-hmm. Cruz participated in, that mm-hmm. um, several senators and Congress people participated in when they riled up pe- the people at the Capitol on January 6th, the day that the election was being certified by Congress, a constitutionally mandated act that was taking place within the Capitol building. On that day, the President of the United States and several senators and several Congress people all participated in um, sedition by the – I'm giving an example of what it means – by the definition that I just read, by inciting a group of people to stop to to rebel against an authority uh, of okay. the state. Insurrection okay. mm-hmm. is a violent uprising, a violent uprising against an authority or government. Um, so that was the act of breaching the Capitol and mm-hmm. screaming, okay. hang Mike Pence. <laughs> And yeah. uh, looking for and, and the, the speaker of the, the house. Okay. Yeah. Be clear about who that noose was for. Now they said they were saying hanging Mike Pence, but I'm over here in my black skin, and I was feeling something. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, this was a bunch of white nationalists doing this, and we know that they're quite fond of of using nooses. They used it as you know a prop for. Or a threat, not a prop, for eight years against President Obama every time he gave us health care or mm-hmm. something like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And then treason, there's another okay. really specific definition here, too. The crime of betraying one's country, especially by attempting to kill the sovereign or overthrow the government. Um, but in the United States specifically, Treason against mm-hmm. the United States shall consist only in levying war against them or in adhering to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort. No person shall be convicted of treason unless the testimony of two witnesses to the same overt act or confession in open court. Um, so there's, it's really specific what it means per our Constitution and declaring uh, war against our country is involved in that specific constitutional meaning of treason. Mm. Okay. So mm. then, okay, so then in all three of those, I heard uh, them getting together to conspire to overthrow the government. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? And, and then, aid and comfort. Then, aid and comfort then to the enemies. aid and comfort to enemies. Of the country, right? See, is seizing and taking over the U.S. property. Is that? Did you hear that in all three of those? Isn't that? Isn't that what That's they right. did? Okay, right. They did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To overthrow so, the government. Yeah. Overthrow the government. And do you guys remember when when um, Bill Barr? Uh, was encouraging uh, the uh, prosecutor out there in uh, D.C. to to charge the Black Lives Matter protesters with 
addiction. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. Did you hear that yep. happen? Right. 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 Put them put them in the same put them in the same category. Put put them in the, the same the same. And so we see that with the Black Lives Matter people, but we saw it with our own eyes, did we not, mm-hmm. on January the 6th. And there right. are people that still say that these were friendly people. Mm-hmm. Th- that's what racists yeah. and white nationalists and white supremacists yeah, but- always say about their fellow seditionists. Uh, terrorists. These are good people. These are good Americans. These are good patriots. That's always their go-to line. Sure, right. sure. They always hey, say hey, that about each other. Hey, hey, sure. When you make a statement like that, you, when you make a statement, a statement like that, you got to put in context. Now, Martin Luther King said, uh, you know, ignorance is a, is a firm line, and she says, hard as steel. Hard as steel. Okay. And, and, say, and so, and, and, and I'm telling you, it's always, it's always going to be that line of, of ignorance. So you can make that statement a million years from now. It'll still be true. Mm-hmm. Some people, mm-hmm. matter, of fact, matter of fact, Trump used that to great effect. He don't even mm-hmm. talk to nobody. He just say some people say it, and he moved on with it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, so, so we need to make them be more specific when they start talking about all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah. I saw where the press the press secretary, she got into it. She's and, amazing. And straightened up one of them uh, reporters out that was trying to do that. Some people I heard thing. <laughs> right. She said, "Well, she said, well, well, who is? It? Who? <laughs> you know, what? No, you know, never give, yeah, 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 never, give, never, never give this, never specific and not recognize how uh, impactful. I just want to mention, I was along that line. I was, uh, you know, we called the task force. We have different right. components on the task force uh, divisions. One of them, as you, as you well know, is agriculture. And as we talk yeah. later on about the food desert, I just want to mention this past week on the 11th, I was uh, on a Zoom meeting with Basil uh, Winehouse, USDA, uh, USDA sta- uh, stakeholders, and what I was impressed because of agriculture related and that we impact is there's a gentleman by the name of Dr. Johnson, his name is USDA. For, uh, racial equity, and when you talk about all this national zoom, this kind of event, a lot of areas, this whole focus is talking about citizens farmers, and so sort of specifically, uh, those applications, you know, those debt requirements, and the guys who made those loans, effective up to the first of January, all those loans will be repaid by the government. Now, when you talk about the group, what we're talking about. In this discussion, that's what they don't want to happen. When you look at agriculture, the role we play in agriculture, it is significant. And so these, and, and the honor of what they've done, this gentleman, uh, he's African-American, and he's actually out of, out of uh, Arkansas. He was former executive director of the National Black Growers Council, uh, and, of course, a lot of work in, in Arkansas. So just to see the impact. You think and stop and think about all that have happened to black farmers down through the years or the application alone and denials. They are, they're going to look at the whole package of the USDA. Wherever there has been any equity, disparities, and everything, they're, they're looking for documentation of that. Because when you talk about these other groups where they talk about the government, that's what they want to cover up. They don't want to. It's very important for us to let the whole nation know uh, the, the impact of black farmers and the opportunity 
pay those loans uh, for individuals that apply for the loans, as you will know also, a lot of blacks were denied loans. If you look at the whole history uh what the government was doing. So I think it's very important that we recognize and know that he's on board and 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 that that's a good communication. That's something we need to know about because how much mm-hmm. agriculture have impacted us, particularly social disadvantaged farmers across this country, particularly the southern states as well, from North Carolina all around the agricultural states. Hey, uh, Doc, do we, do, do we sharecroppers get anything? Do, is anything in it for us sharecroppers? You know, we got, you know, we got played the whole time. Well, yeah, that, 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 that get that's us anything? Yeah, see, that's the, that's, the, um, that's what's so important about this. You know, sharecroppers had needs or problems or unfairness. That's what they're documenting. So uh, if uh, you know of anyone or all sharecroppers, anyone dealing with agriculture, loss of land, or denial of loans, or even just some of the practices that occurred in USDA. They're not talking about completely history of the USDA. They want to they go, they want to correct they want to correct all that. So when people talk about all the other things, the Supreme Group, they don't want to know about that the money in agriculture and how much black land and black farmers so lost. So, so Doctor, you saying that they're addressing? So you saying that they're addressing that they're actually addressing sharecroppers? Oh yeah, they're address, addressing the whole issue. Anything related to agriculture, sharecroppers, okay. and the farmers okay, well, lost the land. Well, I'm gonna need to get some more information. I'm, I'm gonna need some information from you so I can uh, because this well, is because I know a whole lot of us. Well, let me let me give you the number. The gentleman that's over that uh, is uh, the, the number is area code. Just get the shirt. I can get shirt. Get shirt. Yeah, yeah, just text to me. We text to you, also particularly the gentleman, uh, Doctor Dwayne Good. Uh, that's over this whole program. He's USDA Senior Advisor for Racial Equity, and he's been charged to address all, identify all those issues that you relate to sharecropping, anything related to agriculture that has been disparaged to us. So we'll get that information to you, and we yeah, the old joker, the, the old joker that we work for. You know, he lied and told my grandpa he was putting him up in Social Security every year, right? <laughs> my grandpa go to retire. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. man, he putting that in up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know that kind of stuff. That's how you. I mean, that's what he did. Sharecroppers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's see then. Um, that's interesting because I, I, every time I hear the story and hear and talk about the farmers, I, I reflect back to when my my grandfather went to apply for that loan uh, and they went to the banks and where the USDA uh, money was being held and mm-hmm. and they told that uh, all the money had been used up and, uh, mm-hmm. and come to find out it, that was not at all uh, the truth. As a matter of fact, there was plenty of money. It's just that it was not going to the black farmers uh, and, mm-hmm. and everybody knows uh, that the number one people in this country uh, that fa- that were farmers were actually black people, and, and the next was people. And so, uh, but they were told, and that's actually how the Black Farmers Association, for which I I am a member, um, got involved in in making sure that uh, lawsuits were being brought. And then the irony of that whole situation is that they approved and and uh, the Pickford the Pickford uh, 
a case, which was a case uh, that consisted of uh, Hispanic women, and they won that lawsuit. And still to this day, that the uh, Black Women, the Black Women's Association still have not won any money uh, in the court of law. So the president actually thought that okay. Um, uh, when Trump came in, he said he was going to do this, that, and the other in regards to uh, the black farmers, and, and that did not happen. And so now uh, they're hoping and hopeful that uh, the black farmers will be able to recover uh, some uh, some of the funding and the monies that they should have, our ancestors should have uh, gotten long ago. And so now that, that lawsuit actually, Mr. Arthur, uh, the ancestors, the offsprings, us, we're actually uh, representing uh, on behalf of our our ancestors because they've now gone on. And so uh, so we're still fighting in Washington, D.C., trying to make sure that some of those resources uh, come down the pipe to, okay, to the so black who do I go, So Okay, so who do I need to go help now? <laughs> you need to go help. <laughs> <laughs> All of that. That's what you need. To <laughs> Everybody, that's right. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. So, and Dr. Dr. Hagney knows better better than I do in regards to this uh, uh, the the farmers and the uh, rural health and and uh, the agriculture uh, department. That's one of his strong suits and strong divisions that he's tracked and and kept up with. Down, I, I just actually basically got involved within very recent years. Of um, of getting involved with that form, and it was about he presented everything to us. It was about thirty of us that was at that uh, at that meeting, and uh, he wanted us to all to join the Black Farmers Association. We pay a dues of one hundred dollars per year, and uh, but we still have not gotten any place with it just yet. Yeah, so. I was in high school FFA. Yeah, I know you were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know you were. Yeah. Well, so so tell me more about. I was. I, I know that was the Future Farmers Association Future of, Farmers of America. America. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, Future and, Farmers and, of America. And, and once a year. So what all know, did we, we do? When we went to the high school, we we would go. They they had like a a judging contest down in Texas at the Big A and M, and so we went right. <laughs> we went out there to judge. Eddie here, how do you judge the egg? I mean. I, you know, he was judging everything down there. Pigs, you know, uh, uh, you know, so far so on. But it's a great experience, you know. So, so I got a chance to, you know, again go to Texas, the big Texas, and back in the day, to right, uh, right. you know, judge, judge, judge farm farm products. So I was kind of into it, but like I say, there wasn't no avenues for us to. Like I say, because I was coming off a of sharecropping farm, so I was trying to get away. Okay. So, uh, you know, but it was unfortunate. But while we were growing up, they were given properties. They they were given uh, properties to the Europeans, bring them over here, gave them property, taught them how to farm. You know, I, I know because we live next door to them and all that kind of stuff. You, you, I mean, there's nice folks, but I'm just saying that that's what that was. You know. Okay. Right. I, I didn't know exactly what all you did. In that, I, I can tell you, uh, Mr. Arthur, that when I was growing up, the uh, Agriculture Extension Agency used to come out to our land and they would test the soil. They used our land to test the soil and send it down mm-hmm. to A&M. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Was saw banking, it, like a saw banking. Yeah. I, mean, I knew about saw right. banking and all that kind of stuff when I was growing up. Okay. I mean, I liked it, but it just wasn't where I mean about plowing okay. trade. So I said, well, you know. Right. Okay. I'll move on. That's a, what you know, that's, a, that's a different kind of a lifestyle for if anybody's interested in doing it. You have to have a certain temperament. Okay. You know, to uh, you know, perform. See, that's, see, that's one of those. Uh, that's one of those uh, needs to inform our youth about agriculture, because a lot okay. of them they feel that just like you, know, you thought. Well, if that wasn't for me, and I moved away from that and everything. But if you look where agriculture is today. And to a certain extent, what we we know America grew off of the back of black farmers, and we knew how to farm. Of course, that could go all the way back to Africa, the rice in South Carolina, the whole whole nine yards. See, that's what that was. That's where the area we had our expertise. Now, problem sure. eight myself before the the FLHA, that was a black group in FLHA. So what happened in the integration component? The black future farmers were eliminated and combined with the FLHA. Because mm-hmm. back in those days, the land grant college, we went, we went to Preview. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's, that's right. where all the competition. And I tell you, the reason why I'm in pharmacy is because my principal was a uh, gentleman out of Preview who convinced mm-hmm. me to go in pharmacy versus in, in addition to agriculture. But what we're missing it to us today is the enormous potential in agriculture. Because mm-hmm. oh, agriculture, yeah. you're not only talking about the you know, out in the field, you talking about the research and well, just like the gentleman who's a uh, uh, USDA advisor now. His background, he worked with Monsanto's and all that, and all his degrees. Mm-hmm. I think his PhD is from Howard in in, in agronomy. So there's and now he's head of uh, uh, this whole USDA program. So we have to mm-hmm. let our students know that in agriculture, we're not talking about out in the high fields and everything. Because also, that's mm-hmm. one reason why we have, to a certain extent, why we have a food desert. Because we moved away from that, and people, uh, we need to go back hey, to that and hey, re-educate Doc, our youth. I'm sorry, yes, go ahead. Hey, 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 my food desert. A friend of mine just came back from Nigeria. Uh, she went with some folks that uh, she knew, and uh, and so I was talking, and I asked, I said, I said, what was the main? She was telling me, about, I said, she said, yeah, I like that. I said, what was the main thing that you like? About it that you wish you could bring here. She said, she, she said "What well, a food!" She said, "Say it wasn't." She said, she said, "Just like stew." She said, "Go outside and get the stuff, bring it in and cook it." See, it just tastes different. Mm-hmm. I said, "Yeah, that's." Mm-hmm. I said, "Here we have food deserts. Mm-hmm. We have food mm-hmm. deserts here." And she was talking about, you know, just having access to fresh food was, uh, you know, it, it was something she hadn't really paid attention to until she went over there. So. You know, we got a lot of work to do on on the food deserts. Well, you know, you know, I mentioned about our link back to Africa. Now, I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, which really should be the component into Central America should be agriculture. And I made the recommendation: right. our major, our major black farmers that's in America need to be involved by on that committee for the vice president and to redevelop the relationship in Central America. <clears throat> I tell people that it's just. It's just is a reverse is a reverse migration, you know, and use mm-hmm. agriculture as a component because when the rice that was brought out of Africa through South Carolina and other things in the country, we we need she need to have someone on that committee and reestablish the relationship with Central America. Should be some successful black farmers on there because agriculture is one of the areas 
that they have need to be redeveloped in Central America. And so uh, that's what I, I would highly advise these some of my successful black farmers to be on her committee when they reestablish a relationship with Central America all the way back in Africa. See, where we, to a certain extent, missed it, we didn't follow back into Central America and back in, Ac- in Africa with agriculture. That's our link from America all the way back to Af- Africa is food. Is right is agriculture well, well, right back through Central America back to Africa. When we came here, Doc, we saw the law. But Doc, why are we doing more uh, uh, community farming? Why is that more of a conscious thing to address what we're talking about? Community because farming. People thought I mean, like, why, I mean, why, who, who, who's leading that effort? Is that effort? Is that because well, I know some folks well, doing? I know a few churches that do it. Well, you know. we, we need some neighborhood churches. There are churches, uh, community garden. Well, that's one of the discussions about the grant we're working on here uh, out of East Texas. One of our pastors mentioned that they have the property there in North Tyler. That's the idea for community garden. Uh, that's, real, that's Pastor Kerry. That's, so that's going to be part of that discussion about the whole food desert grant. Is read well for uh, Dr. McKellar, a young lady at the city council of the day. What is she talking about? Mm-hmm. Chickens in the backyard. That's right, chicken in the backyard. That's exactly right. She wanted to, she wanted to actually extend. Uh, she wanted to shorten the uh, footage from the street to the backyard, so that so that she would be able to have her chickens, and and they'd be able to run around and do whatever. Uh, because because we were at, I think we were at twenty five feet, and she wanted to come down to twelve and a half feet, a lot shorter uh, footage. Uh, so that so that if the chickens run around in the streets, that nobody would, mm. would call in yeah, and say, we, yeah. We, we, in other words, she wanted it right in the heart of the city. She wanted to have chickens in her backyard in the heart of the city. Uh, didn't matter if it would, they would be making noises. And she never used the word a rooster because let me just share with you that. I get a phone. I got a phone call. Uh, this lady said, "This rooster is waking me." She said, "I work. <laughs> I work the night shift, and so I sleep in the daytime. And this rooster keeps me awake all during the day because it's making that early morning rooster noise." <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> keep her, keep her need, awake. That's why we need a good She was complaining big time about that. But this lady wanted to make sure that we can have, but she said her chicken. She said, I want to sit out and have my cup of tea or my coffee. She said, coffee, right, uh, Dr. Dr. Right. She said, coffee, and be able to look out and enjoy my chicken. She wants the country and the city. No, the hens don't crow. Is the rooster. The hens don't you grow, remember, right? The you you, you, you remember that. Don't you remember that from your back? It's your yeah. company. Yeah. 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 yeah, all they do is cluck. And hope you don't pick they them wake you up early. Yeah, that's why I said she didn't mention, she didn't say anything about the roosters, <laughs> but I thought about that young lady that called me up that's right here in North Tyler and said, these, these cotton-picking roosters are keeping me awake during the course of the day. She said, I work the night shift, and when I come home, I need to be able to get my sleep. <laughs> you know, you know so, along the line of food does the discussion, you know, it's good to have the major food distribution programs. But they just right. had one recently here in Longview, and, of course, I think that, uh, uh, they, um, his wife donated all that money for that. That's good to have, but you need to teach people what you said earlier about the uh, community gardens. 
Because right, when you right. look and see who benefits, when you look and see who benefits from those food drives, it's not yes. the people, is the is the one or two percenters. So what the food okay. drives need to, be, what they need to be included in, teaching the communities how to raise community gardens, um, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. working with farmers. You have to teach people right. to grow food. In your flowers, my, my sister always say, never have more flowers than the flower beds you can eat. You know, collard greens and yeah. all those. Uh-huh. Whole Usually we need to start growing because it's good to have those food lines. But it's, it's the right. people who, there's a one or two percenters who are making all the money off those all food lines. Cause That's it. So well, if well, you follow the dollars, see where the dollars go. So we need to community the garden, uh, address that, and, and have grocery stores in our neighborhood. I mean, this is investment. You know, have those, eliminate those food doesn't by putting a grocery store. There should be discussion about minority-owned grocery stores, business and entrepreneurship putting food businesses inside the neighborhood, you know, and partnering with the, you know. Well, I, I complain about that. I'm glad you brought that out, uh, Dr. Hagney. I complain about that all the time, that I have to go out of the community for <clears> where <throat> I live because there's no supermarket within North Tyler proper, and so I have to go out to go into other areas in order to buy my fresh fruits and vegetables. And, and, and if you guys, I want Miss Rihanna, if you can look this up, but I remember uh, when after President President Biden came in, I think there was he earmarked like like about five or six billion with a B uh, dollars for uh, for farmers, black farmers. Because is is if you'll remember, it was so many farmers that that lost their land, uh, taken away from them in this from from systemic racism. It was it had nothing to do with the fact that even that they maybe because of taxes. I don't know exactly uh, what mm-hmm. what that story was about. And Miss Rihanna, if you would look that up and kind of share that with us, but I can tell you that that the uh, black farmers did not they lost they lost a lot of their land i don't know what the percentage of it but they lost a lot of it and so that's there why was over, uh, president uh, sure sure the one time there was yes. over 3000 black cities in the united states black black cities with property and say yes. how many you got now that's how much land she said 5 billion she just sent me 5 billion dollars he uh, 5 billion for black farmers is how I knew it was. I knew it was a large, a large amount, and mm-hmm. um, and the, and a lot of them lost their land. And you know that was that was the big to do. And the reason why I remember, because like I said, I'm a member of the Black Farmers Association, and so that's why the president was saying it looks like that that we're good. But what about those persons who are no longer in the? I mean, in the farming business, all all the people who who did farming. Uh, in my family, there. I mean, those people are going on, and so um, so that that that's not happening for for my family anymore. Oh, Miss Rihanna just sent me the article. Okay, it says. Let's see. It says relief bill is is most significant legislation for Black farmers since Civil Rights Act. Experts say. I knew that it was it was a lot of money that was involved in President uh, Biden. Okay, it says five billion would go to farmers of color who have lost ninety ninety percent of their land over the past century because of systemic discrimination and a cycle of debt. So, mm-hmm. in other words, it goes back goes back uh, 
Dr. Hagney and Ms. Arthur, mm-hmm. it goes back to the fact that when black folk went to apply for these loans at USDA right. so that they can mm-hmm. extend uh, their crops and be able to, to grow more of whatever it was that they were growing, and they were denied. Uh, they mm-hmm. were denied these loans, saying that, mm-hmm. that they didn't have them. And uh, mm-hmm. so that's that systemic racism that existed. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. maybe they lost their land because of, of they were not, their crops were not there and they exactly. were not able to pay those taxes and exactly. all that. And that's why we mm-hmm. have some food deserts going on. But but the one thing that we, we already know that we have to be supportive of, and that's the agriculture department, because right. we all got to eat, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 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 But you know that agriculture, <laughs> but you know the agriculture department was known, been known I mean, like that oh, yeah. racism there, been like yeah. forever. It's just oh, yeah. now. It, it, it's been mm-hmm. like, and, and it's still full of them. You know oh, they yeah. did to oh, that yeah. lady. You know they did to that lady, uh, Bill oh, yeah. Sack. And, and, yeah. and, well, he put Bill Sack back in there again, ain't? He? Yes, because that issue came up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you're right. That's the heart of the issue. And that's why I mentioned this uh, this group that the, the Dr. Wayne Goldman. All those issues, how Nala loans and uh, all that. They're looking at all those reasons. And they want to address those issues. They want to document those incidents and those carriers. That's so that's why anyone who's had those issues and those problems, they need to contact the USDA and his doctor. I will get that information out because that's what he wants so to hear. So what should we country. sharecroppers be asking for? So what should we have to ask for? Are we asking for reparations or what are we asking for? Whatever disparities you experience as a sharecropper. You know, for example, sharecroppers, sometimes you, when you carry your products through the market, you you didn't receive the same price if you uh, as you the uh, owner, you know. Now, now, now the inherent now the, now the inherent discrepancy in sharecropping was that first of all, you got half you, you got half of the you got half the crops. You, mm-hmm. you, know, you had well, a you, whole bunch of folks. You know, you, you you got half crops, and so and so basically, mm-hmm. you never got enough money to leave. Well, you, you know, know you some, is a system set up where you can never get out of debt, where you can never leave. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, well, cash you system indenture, or whatever you want to call it, you know, post-slavery. Yeah, because when you're a sharecropper, you bought your seed product, growing product, basically to a certain extent from the plantation owner, or else the store he owned. And you brought all your products from one central deal that someone else owned. So you, it was it was discrimination right there. And also, if you notice the sharecroppers, Sharecroppers basically was still on the same plantations. If you look at if you look at the plantations in in in, uh, in Texas and America, and you look at the black communities, most of those uh, sharecroppers did not leave the Clinton plantation in itself. You over here in Russ County and in, in East Texas, you look at the uh, original plot of the plantations, and you look at the plot of the black communities. The majority of those black communities were still on the plantation. Well, we did our sharecropping here in North Texas. Uh, you know, we came from uh, we came from Bastrop for that Louisiana mm-hmm, yeah. for that, right. you know, all you know, the way back to Jamestown. So, you know, so we, we and we've been you know, we've been moving. So, yeah, but some folks mm-hmm. have like down in East Texas, finding Miriam that film that uh, Eric was gonna do. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you got a lot of that down there. Well, well, Mr. Arthur, my family, my family did not share crop. They owned their crops, but they still did not make the amount of money that exactly. that say that other side of that right, person that was right. sharecropping with you. Uh, right. They were paid. They were paid five cents, and the others were paid 
25 cents, you know, so to speak. And I'm just using that as a hypothetical mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. example, but mm-hmm. you know that they did not get, and my grandfather didn't get what, uh, what other folk got. Exactly. Uh, and, and so, mm-hmm. but, so my question would be how those ancestors of offspring, those people like, because this money that this, uh, article that Miss Rihanna sent to me, that's more for focusing on people who are actually still farming right now. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. the, the, the president that I was telling you about, the president of the uh, Black Farmers, the National Black Farmers Association, uh, is really deeply involved in this. And so that's why he came uh, to uh, throughout Texas, because he knew that a lot of farming went on in Texas, obviously. That's why he came directly mm-hmm. even to East Texas, because mm-hmm. he knows that a lot of farming went on in East Texas. But, but, how, uh, but the question would be how the offsprings of those who are no longer farming, who are deceased, but their offsprings, mm-hmm. like myself, still live and still exist, how mm-hmm. they get the resources and, you know, mm-hmm. pass it on down to the next generation. So now, is this $5 billion, if I can be clear, is this $5 billion geared towards getting more, more blacks into farming, or is this bill about uh, 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 making right wrongs of the past? I mean, what kind of, I mean, I right. mean it's $5 right. billion. It was, and, actually, was, and, actually, was, and actually, that ain't a lot of money, but go ahead. No, it, it's a relief bill. It was the, to, to re, for the specifically. I think that it was from just. I'm just scanning as Miss Rihanna just sent it to me. But it, but it's for those black farmers that lost 90 percent of their land in the past century. It says because of uh, systemic discrimination and a cycle of debt. That would include mm-hmm. all of us. Pastor Cooper, it would include all of us because it was our ancestors uh, that uh, some of them that lost land or was not Mm -hmm. able to continue their farming because they were denied these USDA loans since it's been the past century. So that would would encompass a lot of us, would it not? That's right. That that relief and everything, that, that research area needs to be done. Because when you release a person with all those debts, they can continue farming. See, that was that exactly. was the reason why their product was unsold. It was a way of really taking the land because then they knew that the proceeds weren't enough to pay for the fertilizer. Because each year they had to go back and borrow, uh, so that was a way of controlling their growth. So with that money that's available now, that could release a lot of uh, farmers from the well, pay them for what they lost, and they can use that that revenue. To re, if they still own the property, they can develop the farm. They can uh, really right. remarket their farms and the younger people. There because you if you look at if you look what happened in East Texas right now, I'm telling you, another four or five years, it's going to be impossible by buying land in East Texas because so many people are coming here buying land. You know, so uh, yes. those young people they can really use that money to. Well, we talk about the food desert. The answer to food desert is not uh, not food lines. The answer to food desert is re- all these farms and all these places in Texas. You can start regrowing food. Because there you one go. of the I think they mentioned strawberry. A lot of the strawberries are actually imported out of the equipment. I mean, Mexico, they're imported. Mexico. And a lot of those, uh, that's right. So, so a lot of those, the Texas idea for growing strawberries. That's one of the, that's the one of the projects I think previews involved. They call it sustainable uh, 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 strawberries. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. You, if you have, you know, you don't have, have a lot of acres to grow a lot of strawberries. 
and you can sell and see Walmart and these Brooksburg groups, they can buy those, those strawberries from these farmers uh, versus importing them. And, and so right. that's, 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 see, that's the answer to the food desert. I, I, like, to see those, I like to see those HBCUs uh, down in East Texas get involved in something like that. Oh, that's yeah, what I'm true. excited about. Texas and Preview sitting down there, as, as they're there as that major ag component. Uh, they have yeah. something in working with the organizations. That's amazing. And then when you think about uh, across the South, I uh, know uh, Alcorn University, they, are, they have a major mm-hmm. reason. They got a lot of money from that last farm bill to do exactly what we're talking about, the research and how to re-implement, how to do that. So Alcorn and Preview and uh, North Carolina, mm-hmm. all these HBCUs with the land-grant colleges, uh, agricultural right. colleges, they can be right, major, right. major resources. But also, we talk about Africa. See, that's another thing we miss. Those land grant colleges could have been resource research for food back through Central America, back into Africa, because even mm-hmm. teaching Africans how to grow food and all that, even though they have components, but even how to grow even more productive. That's what happened in America. You know, we were able right. to with technology and everything, we were able to grow multiple well, production wheat and all that. We imported it into Africa and everything. But that research at the North, I think, 18, North Carolina State and Prairie View, that research. Yeah, but that food don't taste good could, no more. But that food don't taste but, good no more. <laughs> the research yeah. to HBCUs is a link back to Central America and back to Africa. And I'll, again, I want to mention the Vice President, she need to, this should be one of her components, someone from the HBCUs mm-hmm. about agriculture, Partnering with the agriculture in Central America and all the way back to Africa. Right. So Doc, I'm, Doc, I'm trying to find a watermelon with some seeds in it. I'm trying to find a mm-hmm. watermelon with some seeds in it, Doc. <laughs> well, you know, that's back to research. You know, when you were growing well, up. You better come you on back down to East Texas. <laughs> no, I ain't. I ain't. I told you. I told you. I told you. They got seeds in them. So, yeah. <laughs> See that was yeah, yeah. that was part of the agricultural research. When you talk about agriculture, I'll be right there. Time, when you think when you talk about genetics, a lot of time we think about genetics, right. we think about human genetics. Right. You just right. you just no, focus no. on growing walnuts, yeah. our seeds, previous projects like down there how to grow cantaloupe, I mean, cantaloupe uh, right. cucumbers. See that's the information. That that's the research that the preview, they had to go operation and everything. That's the information mm-hmm. we need out into the community and blacks who still own farmland need to partner with yeah. these land-grant colleges, what what we need to grow now that's sustainable, that I can make money off, that right. I can market, and then set up the right. food, set up the food uh, uh, market and, hey, and doc, go to your... Bees, hey, hey, Doc, but the bees is dying. Well, see, that's yeah. nothing. It's amazing. That's another major project, bee growers. See, that, yeah. they, that's, again, that's another, again, a genetic thing control the death of bees. But also, when you think about hunting, the price, if you don't price honey in a store, and how many oh, my black yeah. How many yeah, every black time bees? I go to the market, I mean, <laughs> right. most of, I, one of the right. it costs more than meat. <laughs> and also, <laughs> it doesn't you know it doesn't take a lot of area to grow bees. If you look at the bee farmers and people who are making money off of jelly, right. you know, the honey, no, not not trying to tell you about the bees, Doc. Doc, what I'm trying to tell you about the bees is the bees confused that that they go to try to pollinate some of these plants that you're talking about. And they, and they don't and they don't taste good to them. <laughs> well, that's the genetics. That's the back to the genetics of that bee. 
you change the genetic of that bee and also you change that plant. That's that research. That's that no, no, you change that, that food. That. No, no, you change that food. You introduce some some more different uh, genetics, as you say, into the system. And, oh, it, yeah. and it's having an eco effect, and I'm saying that oh, they yeah, need, exactly. to, oh, yeah, that's, that, that they need to work I'm, on all of that. It ain't just all well, goody goody. See, that's what students need to that. know. And, see, students need to think about majoring in agriculture. It's not all about working in dirt. The project you that's just right. talked about is a major research. Imagine someone discover the solution to that, just like we've seen in the vaccine. Imagine a research at a prairie that come, come up with that creation where you change the food, you've done that in medicine all the medicine tastes better and all that. So that's research. So when you're talking about major in agriculture, you're not only talking about working in the dirt. You're talking about addressing that particular issue you're just talking about because that's a food shortage impact issue. And another young lady I just want to mention, when you think about buying meat there, she has operation down south of Buffalo where they actually buy beef. I'm getting her market. Mm-hmm. We need to support our own business. This is farm-raised yeah. beef on their ranch. And so wow. we go and we, we know we we know Omaha steaks, we all get those flyers out. Mm-hmm. What we need to and do is get flyers. Say, that, that you say food mm-hmm. shortage. When you say food shortage, now is it, is it really fair for you to say that we have a food shortage in reality? Uh, grocery stores, Walmart, and all these stores, they dump out ooh-wee well, amounts of food. Well, well so that's the research.
3,000 cities. Say again? Yes. I said 3,000 cities. Yeah. Well, well, you know, those cities were destroyed by design just like the farm. You know, right, because right, right. If, you, if you you look if you look at that, you have to that's understand American history. You see, that can even tie on, and we can go move that on into criminal justice. If you look at American history, yeah. when you look at all those black towns, uh, if you saw it in, uh, I think, St. Augustine in uh, Florida, it was part yeah. of the yeah. uh, black Seminole migration out of out of South Carolina because they refused to be slaves in South Carolina. So those blacks left uh, South Carolina. Georgia wasn't a state then. They went to Florida. They came across Texas. If you look at the track of the Black Seminoles, uh, the exile of the Seminoles, each one of those states, mm-hmm. uh, when they got incorporated, they incorporated to trap the slaves that were leaving. That's Georgia, Florida. You come across all those southern states. They all incorporated mainly to control slavery, all, even over to Texas. So that migration occurred. But that's but they understand that those towns, the reason why those towns were destroyed, the ones in uh, uh, Tulsa, Black Wall Street, all through Texas and everything, because what were those blacks doing? They were showing that they could run stores, they could run, they could run businesses, they could run stores, right. they can they can run businesses, mm-hmm. and so they were destroyed, mm-hmm. just like the black farmer. You know, the black yeah. farmer denied being able to farm and wasn't paid equal share for his product because look, you know, who farmed in America? America grew on the black of black farmers. If America had to grow on the back of someone else doing those before mechanization. America wouldn't be where it is in agriculture because it's well, the labor. Even they try. You're so on point, Dr. Hagen. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, I have to read this to you, and then oh. you continue the dialogue. This says, I'm just reading and scanning this article, Ms. Rihanna sent. It says, black farmers in America have lost more than 12 million acres of farmland over the past century, mostly since the 1950s, a result mm-hmm. of what agricultural experts and advocates for black farmers say is a combination of systemic racism, biased gotcha. government policy, and social and business practices that have denied African Americans equitable access to the market. That's what you guys yes. are talking about. And and, mm-hmm. and and they were upset that Tom Vilsack came back. You know that. We all we were mm-hmm. talking about that, right? Black farmers mm-hmm. because because why? Because they said Tom Vilsack didn't do anything for the Good agriculture. Man. But there you go. There you go. Go ahead. Carry and on. Any mess over that lady. And any mess over that lady. Fired on the side of the road. Fired mm-hmm. on the side of the road. Didn't even, mm-hmm. didn't even look at all the facts. And then Biden going appointed back in there. So, you know, I don't know what that was about. So, like, like say, you know, Uncle Joe, I think he had an Uncle Joe moment when he put him well, back. Well, and look, he and should have put somebody this, back yeah. over that program. You get all that well, racism out there that's been in there forever. And that's what he should have been. Well, here's the other side of that coin. We know, we know that the people that did, that farmed in this country, the bulk of the people, the bulk of the farmers, in this country were black people. Now, this says of the 4 million farmers in the United States today, only 45,000 are black, according to yep. the USDA. Mm-hmm. Now, that's that's that mm-hmm. Let me say this. I was in the feet. I just happened to come up during the generation where we, where we went from 
from the field to mechanization. So, so you know, so I didn't have to pick and pull cotton, you know, you know, for a living yeah. for the whole, you know, for the whole thing. But like, the, yeah. but like, but I remember once those uh, those big machines start picking that cotton, that was it. It was over then, mm-hmm. you know, and then learn how to, you know, to pull that corn. Hey, so people were no longer needed, and so after that, then right. they just started to Ma- machinery. Use that. Machinery, yeah, uh huh, yeah. And let me tell you, and, and that's and that's that's, let me, let me, but, well, let me give you some more history. Yeah, but that's the clear way of absorbing all this land that he's talking about. But go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Right. So listen to this. Black farmland ownership peaked in 1910 at 16 to 19 million acres, about 14% of total agricultural land, and that was owned by black people. Black Mm -hmm. people owned and farmed more than anybody. Uh-huh. Yeah, because Anybody. we had to. Because we had but to. We didn't have today. welfare when they had a, when we got a 65. But now no today, reason. now, it says now, white now accounts for 98% of the acreage, according mm-hmm. to right. the FDA data now. And, and most of them are corporate farms. They're corporate farms. Corporate farms, that's exactly correct. Yeah. 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 See, that's, that's, see, that's back, I can now say, area back I was telling you earlier, the linkage back to Central America and back to Africa. See, if we follow that, the research is sure mechanization. I, I was trying to look and see, and again, I'm trying to remember if there was a black guy invented cotton gin. I had to look at that somewhere along that. But, see, that's where we got all focused. We we mm-hmm. continue that talent we had as as, as farmers and, and change, you know, like that discussion about who moved my cheese, uh, making that adjustment to now. Uh, what 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 improvement we need to make in in agriculture? That's back what I'm saying now. When you look at Central America and back into Africa, there we still mm-hmm. need food. You Absolutely. know, sure the big big production side, but there are you, you there are a lot of well, look at your vegetables and the big guys have the wheat and all that component, corn and all that, the grain because they can ship it that way. But if you look at other green nutritional vegetable food, that's what she's talking about in, in Africa. If you look at the green and nutritional food, so where are they coming from? It's coming from small farms, smaller farm operations. Right. And so that's that, that's that area that we as farmers could continue the production of that land, producing products that we could sell. I mentioned strawberries and other things that we can produce mm-hmm. on smaller acreage. And that's where the land-grant colleges research could have looked at what do we need to do to refine and stay competitive and stay in production of food production around the world. In Africa and a whole lot of other countries still sitting there needing that research because the big operation they're looking at the grain and shipping and grain sales, but that that mm-hmm. that, uh, that smaller sale product that's that market. So we need to like when Prairie View is involved with the goat farms, look look at the goat meat sales because the change of demographic, goat meat is very expensive now. So and so that so those are things we need to look. Wait, but I ain't seen no goat. I ain't seen no goat meat. Where, where you get some goat meat at? Where are you in Dallas? You you still in? Where you go to get your goat? There's, there's a young lady. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, okay, there's a young lady. I'll, 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 pass, I'll pass on the name. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send, I'm gonna send him. I'm gonna send him her call. Her name is Georgia Shaw, located right here in Alto, Texas. And guess what she does? She's a major breeder of bull goats, which are the meat goats and the milk goats. She's a black female, and also she does wow. jelly and stuff on the side. So those are the people that those billions of dollars that could help, you know, 
And so those that sure. those middle groups and that's the group who's also so yeah, so I'm that's glad what we are. To, I'm glad to hear that, Doctor Doctor Hagney. Yeah, me that too. Because I ain't know that black farmers still do. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's, 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 that's how all corn. Yeah, all corn. Those guys, they they're looking for. But when I mentioned strawberries a while ago, uh, blueberries. You know, you don't have to have mm-hmm. a lot of acreage for that. But you go to the store and mm-hmm. price some blueberries. Oh my goodness! Oh, every week. Every week. Cost your arm and a leg, doesn't it? And right, you can have three or four blueberries uh, trees in your backyard, even in the city. That's more blueberries you're going to need, but if you go to the store and buy all those things, see, that's that information about what's missing our neighborhood, and that's that educational component, partnering with the land-grant college, the Prairie View, and all those, those in the landowners association, like Doc mentioned a while ago, the Smith kind of landowners association, that's what they're talking about. Yeah. And I was mentioning a young yeah. lady down in Buffalo, they have, they, have a, they, have a, they sell beef. You can order beef just like Omaha Steaks, and I'm getting her to send her ad to me because we need to start support. When we have a small, when we have a black business, we need to learn how to, like everything else, we need to learn how to support them. You know, how many of us go buy beef from the stores when you can order beef from her and she any special cuts and everything that could be shipped directly to you? And we do a survey in the state of Texas right now and see how many people where you buy your beef from. I'm talking about us. Right. I guarantee is less than very few are buying beef from a black producer. So when we talk no, about reestablishing agriculture, just like it's not only agriculture, everything else we go in business with. You know, we need to know how to support our own business. And and, and you're keeping and you're keeping your resources and your money right in your own community, right in your own East Texas area. Exactly. And, exactly. and Texas, but but let's talk about keeping our monies right in our own community because we know what we know what the status is and how long money stays in various communities, right? Do we mm-hmm. remember that? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I it's, it's, it's called a velocity. It's, it's called a velocity of money. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So that's that's great. That was detail. I I enjoyed that uh, dialogue, guys. That was uh, that was outstanding. So. Uh, if you're interested in making some real money, you can get back into farm. There's a lot. Let me tell you what. My family made a lot of money in farming, agriculture, watermelons, roses, potatoes. That was what my farm and my family was noted. My father, my grandfather, that's what they were noted for. And they shipped corn their and roses. I'm sorry. Say again, Mr. Arthur. Cotton corn and maize. I didn't hear you. You, which, what did you have? What did you grow? We did cotton, corn, and maize. Cot, cotton, cotton, corn, and maize. Cotton, and ma- corn, yeah. and maize. Yes, we were maize. Okay, okay mm-hmm. right. Okay, very good. Well, that's it. And then you can go, like like uh, Dr. Hackney <laughs> says, I mean, we you could go up and down rows in our, on our land, and there was all the blackberries and blueberries. They were all... And, and and that's the other thing that my grandfather had was was had the people to pick blueberries, blackberries, or just berries. Mm-hmm. And then we had plums and all those things that just grew oh, on plums, the land that trees, you could. Peach trees, what, what plums, yeah. Peach, peach trees, trees, plum that's trees, right. Palm trees, palm trees, yeah. Mm-hmm, we had those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Berries and all kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, I was living in a mini Africa when I was there because I was having a good time. <laughs> I, didn't know, I, I didn't know I had, I had been captured. 
<laughs> you're too much. You. <laughs> you're too much. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about um, uh, the latest uh, from from Dr. Uh, Fossey and the CDC, and and we're, we're we're knowing now, and we're hearing that uh, things can change a little bit with uh, with COVID nineteen. That when you're in, um, if you've been fully vaccinated, that you can remove your mask and. Uh, and then when you're out of doors and you can have out of doors activities, you can kind of pick up and, and go where you, if Miss, Miss Rihanna, if you can, if you're listening, you can pull us an article and, and send to us and so that we can analyze uh, that article like we did these last two. These gentlemen did an amazing job in analyzing all of this. So, so how do you feel about this? Uh, guys, we know that uh, I'm fully vaccinated. Uh, Dr. Hagney is. Uh, Mr. Arthur is. Uh, so uh, I was at an event tonight. Uh, we were uh, we were closed in. I don't know who's vaccinated and who's not, but I had my mask on because, first of all, number one, uh, none of our vaccines are 100 uh, percent uh, efficacy rate, and so um, and so I, I I think I would feel a little better with a few more people. Uh, being vaccinated, we do have a large number of people who have already had the first shot, and then we know that we still have even a larger number of people that uh, that have been fully vaccinated. And so, uh, so what are your thoughts, guys? Uh, Dr. Hagnan, well, you you deeply well, hey, involved in this. And, and we know it's one hundred percent. We know it's one hundred percent that if you that if you took the shot. And if, and if you did get COVID, you didn't have to go to the hospital. You didn't have to do none of that. Very good. All you Very do is good. Take care of you know what I'm saying? In so, other, in other so, words, so, so, it, so it kept you out of the hospital 100% so far. It, there mm-hmm. you go. It, mm-hmm. it, 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 yeah. It's just like if you had the flu and you, just, mm-hmm. and, and you did end up picking up the flu, it's going to be a lot easier on the body uh, mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. if you did not have the flu shot and uh, mm-hmm. you, you came down. Out of those eight Yankees, yeah. Out of those eight baseball players they was talking about, uh, okay. Seven of them, seven of them didn't even have any symptoms. One of them had symptoms. Then none of them had to go to the hospital, nothing like that. But good, you know, like good point. Uh, you know, like uh, 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 seven of them didn't even have symptoms. So basically, mm-hmm. again, because they had the shot, right? It was like that. So, exactly. That was a positive. That was a positive side of that. I had great concerns about the whole the whole discussion of that, and also why okay. that occurred uh, to a certain extent. The rush, when you think about, you know, when uh, we were talking about this another day, when the numbers are reported, when they talk about the 58 percent of Americans and everything, we need to break that down for demographic demographically. This is why I have an issue with this, because only about 12 12.4, only around eight or nine percent of Black Americans actually been vaccinated. Uh, it's been around 13 percent. And see, those are, and then the highest rate of new cases uh, for black is 10 out of 100. Uh, Hispanic, 5 out of 100,000. So, so there's those. And also, we have our children have not been vaccinated. And yeah, so the, 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 the rush now, see, they in the now. Are they going to get vaccinated now to get them, get them back in school? Or are they going to get vaccinated now? Well, oh, my, well, my, 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 there's the issue we're discussing about that. See, mothers really didn't care too much about those 18, 19 year olds because they're going to be out of, out of the house. 
I've had some mothers that tell me because they're younger kids, 15 and 16 years old, they have a little more concern. So we still have to educate the mother the significance of getting a vaccine. Yeah. And because we still oh, have yeah. all mothers who have not. And also we need to, educated. for example, one of the projects we're working on with the superintendents, we need the superintendents to come on board to, I wish we can get them to say something for the schools are dismissed in two weeks uh, to get them, get everything started that way. I know uh, NetHealth, I mentioned to today, they're starting the vaccination sites uh, this week for the younger group. But we need, it in, right. we need the school superintendents to come out and say something prior to this, the school closing because then we're facing with the summer and in August hoping and wondering if these kids going to have these vaccinations. So we need the superintendents on board. We need the uh, school board members, particularly African-American school board members, speaking out and saying the significance of that. So we need to keep the full pressure on the vaccine. Like we talked about Texas College this weekend and all that. We need to keep the pressure going for the information about the vaccine and why, because there's a growing number of individuals who are sort of on the sideline and waiting to see it and everything. So we got to address that. I think in a future announcement, what people heard from that is no more masks. One thing I learned exactly. in, in, in academics, you you lecture people, they'll hear or hey, or they people listen to what they <laughs> they, they 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 listen they listen to what they want to hear. They hear what they want to hear. That's exactly and, right. And what, and what that that whole announcement from the president of CDC, majority of people wanted to hear the only thing they remember was no mask. They, exactly. They sort of they 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 said, well, there are some other specific cases. How many times you hear on national news where they really explain the specific, the specific cases. They may have seen our lines and some others. They didn't get a specific note. All majority of the interviews you heard is no mass. We know that. You know that. Even before we start getting a, you know, getting a vaccine, folks was doing that. They were doing that in different states. What man wearing mask, was wearing mask, fighting no wearing mask. But, but and so now just to move into another arena where where we got a vaccine, and they still and they, it's the same people still still saying the same stuff. It's called gaslighting. It's called gaslighting. Yeah, yeah, there are two things we need to, to uh, there are two facts we need to recognize. First of all, this virus is a different it's a different virus, and no one had a complete answer for the virus. And then number two, the vaccines are effective. Those are two facts we know. That this virus is uh, no one know all the answers. What well, we are in, a, we are in a big world experiment. Mm-hmm. Only answer will be told in about two to three years. Then, when the people, when you hear the answers in two to three years, they will be more the correct answer. There will be more the science because you can say something you follow the science, but you still have to run the experiment. And what we mm-hmm. are, we in the middle, of, we in the middle of an experiment, and the test results will not be shown and documented until about two years. Everything looking fantastic, the vaccine, they're looking at very effective. They're showing that. They're making a major impact. But those individuals who have not received the vaccine and everything, the story is still, I don't know, and also our That's youth right. and everything. So, yeah, we're in the middle of a big experiment. And in two years from now, when people start answering, then then they will have the facts. To, then we'll have be closer to the correct answer. Because we still, continue. so that's where, that's where we stand. So then the other thing about the mass, now, we are individuals. We are blessed individuals with the mind. Now, you can you can make the decision. If you want to go and be like everybody else, they say that. Or else you can, be, you can make your own mind, your own decision. 
So I advise people, you look at yourself individually and you make up a decision for yourself and not what someone else is doing or what, what some store is saying they're going to they gonna not have it and you can come in. I don't care if they I don't care if they take it off. You need to still wear your mask and go in there. See what I'm saying? Don't let those. So that's that's the bottom line. You have to protect yourself and your family members and you, who you involve. Now, with someone saying a national deal because it, there are a lot of reasons why people are saying not to mask. There are a lot of reasons why people are saying you can come out store without a mask. It's all about the dollar. If you if you want to that's be honest it. about it, <clears throat> you, your individual life, you have to make up your decision for yourself. If you're going to continue to remain like everybody said, you you can't tell the person next to you if you had the vaccination or not. The there question you is, if you can't think fast, you don't know that. We don't know that yet. Two years from now, what that answer would be. So I'm telling people now, it's always be on the safe side. You make a decision right. what's best for you, not what somebody advertising they're doing nationally. That's it. That's it. If you're the only one in that store that has on one, you got your involved. Right. Hey, Eddie here. Hey, I like to see people going mm-hmm. forward have the same concerns about okay. some of the other uh, medicines that's being hoisted upon our communities, especially our senior communities. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we need to be more knowledgeable about all of that, also, because you know he's talking about experiment. Uh, it, it, hey, bro, we are, they've been experiment. That's why. That's why you uh, they'll sell a product for. Five, ten years, make billions, and then all of a sudden, a commercial come on and say, "Hey, if we if we killed you, almost killed you. You can come get some money." Mm. Hey, hey, that's experiment. <laughs> well, well, they, we we found out in agriculture what we found out with ads was how you can influence individuals. If you remember the uh, the Jones uh, that ad about selling medication, effective medication, which you can which you can see an ad can totally influence someone. Right. I like the one. I like the one where the, I, I, I like the one where they be out in the bathtub in the middle of nowhere, right? And then like they be telling you about twenty ways this medicine can kill you, and they be sitting there <laughs> holding hand across well, tubs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, people people understand about medicine. As Doc said earlier about love you to aspirin. God didn't make your body mm-hmm. for the medicine. Mm-hmm. See, people That's back to, people go back to. Create, you go back and think about the whole biological whole process. Your body wasn't made, and God made it all. See, nothing is being created new. When God says finish, it's finished. Everything this world needs was done when he said it's finished. Man doesn't create anything new. So my mom believed believe whatever that white doctor told her. Now, I'm just telling you how my mom was. Well, now your mother not going with there. A whole lot of people like your mother right That's now. Right. I, won't go into, I won't get into that. So your mother just a lead off. There are a whole lot of people still doing that same thing. But understanding your body. Well, there are a lot of people today that feel that same way. That's why we have disparity in equity in health care. Mm-hmm. That's why yeah. we, we're fortunate today. The disparity in health care, and we see these numbers because people, and we reckon, we know that has been documented to improve disparity in health care. We, we need to increase the number of black physicians. Exactly. I can tell you this. I can tell you this. That there was a physician here in town that finally retired. He was about 95 or so when he retired. He gave every black person that came to him the same identical drug. I don't care what their diagnosis was. Uh, yeah, I know that. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep. Ridiculous. Yep. Yep. You know, know, one day when I took over the health care of my parents, when I moved back here, I said, you've already gone your last. I know this man was a great family friend, great family member to, Mm -hmm. I mean, he was like family in our family. But his his days are, it's done. You're not going Mm -hmm. back then. I'm taking over. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he had a real problem with me. Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because you knew that. You knew what he was doing. You knew what he was doing. Yeah, that was his problem. Everybody had a bag full of medicine. Everybody had a bag full of medicine and damn near unconscious. And the first thing we did, we took them off the medicine, and in a week time, Look at they walking and talking. You know, just, well, I, just drugging them yeah. people, just drugging them yeah. people down there. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Ridiculous how they do that. Formal control. That's back to the whole, educa- whole educational process. You know, right. and that we're dealing with that today, and that's been going on uh, all through. Forever? The- yes, and we need, to, we need to change it. There's, um, there's a research project we, we're going to look at, is, which we were sort of talking about. It's sort of, uh, well, I guess I'm going to go ahead and mention uh, the, the black medical history. They've never been researching, well, in Texas. We work on talking to some universities to do this Ph.D. research because look at black medical history from, from the plantation all the way up to date. You're going to find some sure. similarities in there. And also there's a need to recognize the black medical people. I'm talking about the mothers and the women that were midwives. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we had the doctors, what happened with the as medical services on the plantation, after the plantation, on up to today? And so that, that's going to be a very interesting project. We were talking to some of the university history department to see if they would be do a Ph or be at um, master degree level research project because it's going to be very significant because there are some consistent we see now the understanding about pain, how pain was treated on the plantation, uh, how is pain is diagnosed and looked at today? There's hey, Doc. A of that. I'm sorry. Hey, Doc, I just happen to have a manuscript. That 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 of what you speak has already been written. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll get with you on uh, 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 an Apple guy's manuscript, but I'm, uh, I'm going to give his name. Let's make sure you go get the book. You know, he, cause I think he, he did a book. I think he did. I think he did Good. a book. But yeah, 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 from like, from like Africa, to, from like when we first got here, the medical history, mm-hmm. Of African Americans, you know, talk about the whole racism in, in healthcare system. Right, so, uh, right. That's I, important. I'll be right that. that. Good. Yeah, he didn't did it already yet. He didn't did it. Actually, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He didn't Well, hmm. so with that being said, just what we just finished talking about, I want to mention this. Uh, do you know? Education is very, very, very important, and we know that people listen to what they hear on television. Uh, Mr. Arthur talked about what his mother believed, whatever was said to her. Well, let me just tell you this. And Mr. Arthur says that his mother believed everything that the Caucasian doctor told her. So we know that Tucker Carson, we all know him, over 3 million people listen to Tucker Carson every single day on Fox News, more than any other cable news there, right? So we remember back 
in I can't well let's see that was last month I believe it is because this is we're in May right now I think it was it was last month that Tucker Carson was claiming that COVID-19 vaccines didn't work you guys remember that and Mm -hmm. that 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 children wearing a mask was what child abuse Mm -hmm. it's child abuse if you don't protect and take care of your child uh, physically uh, it's child abuse that, that your kid look at his show. <laughs> well, hopefully none of these children look at the show. But but do you remember this guy saying all of this? And there were over three million. There are people. I'm talking about intelligent people. Or you think they're intelligent? Well, sometimes you mm-hmm. question their intelligence if mm-hmm. they pay attention to such foolishness that they're going to mm-hmm. listen to a non-scientific person such mm-hmm. as Tucker Carson and not listen to Dr. Hadney, a scientific person that knows medicine. It's amazing to me. But, but, but See, Dr. Hadney don't get their Doberman going. Their do- you know, <laughs> Dr. Hagley gets their Doberman rolling. You mean the dopamine? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, the dopamine, yeah. You know, he don't get that going. Okay. Dr. Hagley don't. <laughs> <laughs> But but I'm I'm just I'm I'm. It mindful. is amazing. It is. It it, it really mm-hmm. is. And and people actually believe what yeah. this fellow says. I don't care what it is, they believe what he says. So he feels good. May he make them feel so good. So how can well how in the world? And I know we're we're getting close to running out of time. It's a nine forty-five. But let's just dialogue a little bit on how in the world. How is it that that they can listen to someone who has no scientific background whatsoever, not even a nurse's assistant uh, of any kind, you know, a community health worker. I mean, this guy is nothing in the medical profession, but they people listen. To listen. Him. They listen okay. to him because, to because they're headed toward a delusional place together. And okay. you know he's you know hey you know he's one of us so hey and so let's just let's just keep it moving you know so I mean you saw him in Congress that they they, yeah. they stuck they stuck in that they in that place it's kind of, I I didn't you know I, I hate to say it but I, you know I saw that I saw that Jim Jones and David Koresh stuff the other night there and you I was go going, damn I said damn the world largest cult Republican Party. yes it is. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. you brought that up, uh, Mr. Arthur. Uh, that that was a, there are people that will believe yep. anything and everything. Doesn't matter yep. who. I mean, they'll believe mm. these false claims that that uh, Tucker Carson is putting out there that vaccines are going to kill you. I mean, how you talk about? I, I know we have freedom of speech, but how is it that you would allow uh, an Oh. A person like yeah. Tucker Carson to mislead and claim. Tonight, it was a, it was a, 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 a Republican lady was talking about the fact that, oh, oh you did say, she, she was saying the folks that voted at the, you know, came to mm-hmm. it to, hey, you know, like, you know, if they want to vote, you know, they want to vote for, but she said if they actually scared of their own um, constituents, they say someone said they fear for their lives. So mm-hmm. 
they've been captured is what I'm trying to tell you, emotionally. They've been emotionally captured by, you know, by their extreme. And so now you got just scared. Look at, look at McCarthy. Ain't a, <clears throat> ain't a morality bone in him. Nowhere. He just, he just flip-flop, just go, you know, say whatever you think he can do to get to the next day. It's ridiculous. And, and it's because he's scared. All of them scared, except a, a Cheney and a Kinzinger. But all the rest of them scared. And because they created a Frankenstein monster and don't nobody know where the turnoff switch is. There you go. Okay, I got you. Jump back in there, Miss Rihanna. <laughs> I know you got some comments well, on that. Well, I, oh, I, I totally agree. But I will say this, um, and it, when you said Kinzinger, you reminded me um, – that it's worth saying where the heck were Kinzinger and Cheney for four years? Where were they for years leading up to this? Just like uh, Mr. Arthur just said, this is their monster. They are Dr. Frankenstein and that includes Kinzinger and Cheney. You know, I just hope people don't forget because there are going to be Republicans that all of a sudden, you know, there are some Arizona Republicans that all of a sudden are saying, oh, we have to stop this audit for the good of the country. This is a, you know, this is a joke. This is a sham. You know, where were they when the big lie was being repeated? Where were they when uh, every other big lie that was told before this big lie by that guy and by their party, you know, where have they been? Because to me, to my mind, uh, we don't have to celebrate these, you know, courageous, I'm putting air quotes around those words, Republicans who are all of a sudden coming out and saying this stuff. Let's celebrate people like, I don't know, any normal person like you, me, anybody on this line, who has been pointing out for years the ridiculousness that has been coming out of this party, the ridiculousness that culminated in Donald Trump's uh, becoming the nominee and then the president, and the ridiculousness that came after. So, you know, I just, I don't want anybody to think that, oh, look, there's a rational Republican talking about the craziness that the Republicans and Trump and all this – no, they're not rational just because they've decided all of a sudden to say something. They sat there and they voted with him. They stood by all the nonsense that came out of his mouth, all of them. Right. They all participated in this. And no matter who breaks away now, they all created it. Wow. They ain't passing out no right. cookies. But, but, but here's, the, here's, here's the deal about this hypocrite called T- uh, Tucker Carson and some of the others. <laughs> Now, he has no scientific evidence whatsoever of the bullcorn that he's peddling out there to people, but he's been fully vaccinated. You all do know that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Trump. That's exactly Trump. right. Trump, too. I mean, how much more hypocritical can this fella be and people still, three million people still listening to him Every single day, I have somebody in my family that listens to it, and she has the humiliated gall to send me a message and say, oh, turn on to him. He's talking about this, or he's having that person on. How in the world 
can people that you think highly educated people, but just because you sat in a classroom and you were able to pass the test and you got a degree, mm-hmm. uh, several of them does not mean <laughs> that you got common mm-hmm. sense because it's not common, right, guys? Right. Tucker Carson Carson won his lawsuit because the judge said with no sensible person believe he has said the truth. He he should have a big old disclaimer running across his screen. He should have a disclaimer. It should be like streaming across his screen. Where's the FEC? You know, know, they say he can't be believed. That should be on the thing. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. But still, people. Oh my goodness! It's 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 a cult. Arthur said it. It's a cult. It is a cult. We really are. It's QAnon stuff, and yes, it really is. And no joke. We don't. You know, I don't want anybody out there listening to think we are making light of the cool uh, drinking no, or Jim Jones or anything like that. It's not funny. It is These people. Not funny. Terrible. I was tearing families apart. Uh, friendships right. are ending. Uh, I was That's just right. reading on Twitter. A, a doctor said uh, one of her very best friends told her today that they can't be friends anymore because this friend is a vaccine denier and said, you know, she bought into the hoax pandemic and she's spreading lies that this vaccine won't kill you and so we Mm -hmm. can't be friends anymore this is a this friend of hers knows that this woman's a doctor a medical doctor Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. she thinks she knows better because QAnon said something on some web forum Uh, Mm -hmm. it's serious Mm -hmm. stuff that's serious stuff like you mentioned there are three there are three million people listening to him look at their their family members Mm-hmm. That number, mm-hmm. who they're influencing, you know, like you just said, you know, that, so that's that's a larger number. That's what's so frightening about that. That's right. Scary yeah. thing. It's a scary thing. And and, yeah. and and think about this: if they're peddling this false information out to other people that they are they are associating mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. look mm-hmm. at the number of the people. It's multiplying, that's right? right? That's right. So that right. garbage is being spread all out through. That's Another reason, one of the reasons why we can't get people to be sensible and say, you know, I've had vaccines, my children have had vaccines, uh, and the the black uh, physician, Dr. Kismir, says, I've been working on coronavirus vaccines for years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not new. Yeah, Remember, working on coronaviruses is not new. Go ahead. But, but remember, we come out of a year where, remember a whole year where we had a nut was over the program. Did everything mm-hmm. he could to kill folks. Right. Uh, right. Know, don't yeah. forget about that. He, I mean, he did, he, he was trying to kill people. Drink so, bleach. And so you got to understand <laughs> it. That's where we're coming from <laughs> to this yeah. moment. So that's where we come from to this moment. So, you know, this, the, yeah. the, the, I'm talking about this, but you got to remember that moment to really understand this moment. Right now, we just try right, to get right. out of the confusion. The, right, the, 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 right. the vaccine is just giving us that want to take it the opportunity to step outside that confusion and kind of take another view of it. And so, and, right. but, but we still got a lot of people that's still in that fight that was left over from the last time. And that's what we, and we have to understand. Yeah. Now, I, I think it's changing slowly, but uh, you know, we got to understand the whole thing. You know, this is you know, this ain't right. just right now. This is this result right. of. 
whole right. year nutting this y'all. I ain't forgot it. Right. Okay. Well, there's also the fact that the the Republican, the right wing um fascist movement that's fascist. going on. Amen. The, the reason that it's so successful, one of the reasons that it's so successful is their ability to peel away people over to their cause on a um like a of of various backgrounds of various. I wouldn't call it successful um, yet. Successful, well, no, not bit. well. Semi-successfully I, 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 peeling away, you know, like they've they've uh, the way that Fox News, anytime they want to criticize African Americans, who do they have on? An African American to you know say X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z that they that these white folks on mm-hmm. Fox want to hear, mm-hmm. uh, and same for you know Native American folks or you know LGBT they have on you mm-hmm. know the the one gay guy who's well, willing to you know and um, that's how this right wing fascist movement has been so successful. So a lot of this vaccine stuff they play on the reality of such a a horrifying history with people Mm -hmm. of color and vaccines, Mm -hmm. you know, and and Mm -hmm. there they are, this fascist movement of, you know, of opportunists to pounce Mm -hmm. right on there and peel away as many as they can to feed into this kind of nonsense and scare people wherever they can. And And that's what hurts. That's what hurts. And and the reason they can do that, the reason they can do that is because the education system has educated, miseducated white folks and black folks. They ain't just miseducated black folks. And so now, because of that, they can do this kind of stuff and say, well, well, how can they do that? How can they believe that? You know, mm-hmm. go back to that education system. That's why they can believe it because they don't mm-hmm. know, yeah. they don't have any alternative thoughts about it, about mm-hmm. stuff like that. <clears throat> you right. know, I use this analogy. I use analogy about this whole deal, just like fighting an obstacle. You know, when when mm-hmm. ring why they've been successful. Ring why they've been successful is because we tackle one thing at a time, one mm-hmm. leg at a yeah. time, and, and so and then yeah. they move to the next leg to stop this. We we mentioned education, healthcare across the board. You have to attack that octopus all legs at one time. Yeah, and that's what that's and that's why they're being successful. They keep moving to weak. They move on one I, I leg. They move the next leg. Successful. I don't see the well, successfulness I mean, y'all I keep mean, talking about. I mean, I'm I, I'm, well, I'm yeah. trying to find it, but but last time well, I was, I'm, I'm still fighting unless everybody can stop. If I had three million people <laughs> listening, if I had three million million people in America listening to me, I knew that three million people really <laughs> closer to probably about six million. I would call right. it. I mean, what I wanted to do, I don't know how you spell success, but that that would that that <laughs> you can you can input you can move things. He calls it profitable. He he calls it profitable. That's what he calls. Well, it. That, that's back in America. We have all sorts of definitions for things, and people come mm-hmm. up with their own definition of success and what they're doing. See, that's the thing with America. You know, we never look at the, we never challenge the results. You know, you, you, we turn our results in any project, but nobody looked at the, the results of what you just said, and they keep moving mm-hmm. on to the next one called no one. There you go, at, yeah. No one. Yeah. That's because the system is rigged. That's because it's rigged. That's because it's rigged. Well, you know, it's a But you look Trump at American was, history. Not it, not so even, I put Trump now. Trump said it's rigged. Well, well, you, you, you look at the government, <laughs> but you, that's why he can get away with that because Trump knows nobody right. going to check and see that it's rigged or not. You, you can look at yeah, all mm-hmm. the programs we do. No one follow up at the results. 
No right. one. It's, we're not, we're not, us, it, it's red against black folks, what I'm trying to say. It's, it's been red well, against well, we'll, we'll, red we'll, line we'll, and, and, and so forth. Oh, right. Well, we well, we allow that because we keep planting the niggas backyard. No, I we ain't allowed nothing. We ain't well, allowed. Well, I, I we, here. Well, I ain't allowed nothing. Well, we so when you're quiet, when you when you're not in the game, you're alive. That's we. That's back to voting. You can be ready to vote. If you don't go to vote, you just might as well agree with the other side. See, we have not learned mm-hmm. how to get into the fight. We stand on the mm-hmm. sideline, and then we try to determine what who wins or not. But we on the sideline. I ain't trying to get in the game. I'm bringing my own game. I'm bringing my own game. I ain't trying to well, get in the game. I don't even want to get in it. Well, back to the food and back. If you look at American history, look at American history. And this has been consistent I don't want to get in throughout American history. Well, you know, you, get well, that's another thing. See, like they tell you, well, we tell our youth, whether you know it or not, you are born in the game. You're born in the game. I don't game. want to get in the game. Well, you know, you don't have to, it's not your choice. You see what I'm saying? The system function whether you're in the game or not. See, when you're born, I'm going to you create their own game. Well, well, I'm going to create their own game. Mr. Arthur, let him finish up, and then we're going to have to okay. end out because we're going to pick this back okay. up. I'm sorry. Because we'll right <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I understand fully what you're saying, uh, Dr. Hagney, uh, and you just got to learn how to play that and, and, and be a part of that particular game that you're talking about. We don't have time for everybody to go do a round robin, so we're going to have to end it because it's 10 o'clock p.m., and so do you know where your children are? Yeah, I hope so. But uh, but listen, this has been amazing. You guys, this was an outstanding evening, and and Ms. Rihanna, try to help us remember next week. I'd like to pick right back up where we left off because this was was an outstanding topic uh, for the evening. Thank you so very much, and uh, remember all the announcements. Those of you that are looking for some, some college uh, assistance we can do a four full four-year ride in two universities uh, Hardy University in Thursday Arkansas and uh, St. Augustine University which is an HBCU in Raleigh North Carolina I remember that and then remember uh, this Saturday Dr. Hagney and I will be out there at uh, Texas College and they have opened their campus to the community so that you can ride right through and get your COVID uh, vaccine those will be Pfizer's out there and we'll have some Johnson and Johnson on the side for those of you that want that. Thank you so very much. Uh, God bless you, and thank uh, you for with Info. Marvelous Monday. And, and I'm sorry, what was that, Mister? This is Simi yeah. Info, okay. so I can send that stuff. I, I absolutely would do it. Okay, thank you. We'll turn it over to Miss Rihanna. Thank you, Miss Rihanna. Thanks, Doctor Hagney. Thanks, Mister Arthur. Thank you. What a great show. Right. We'll thank see you next time. Bye for now, Miss Rihanna. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, Bree. Good night. When the glory comes, it will be out, it will be out, oh, one day, when the war is won, we will be the heavens, no man, no weapon, formed against, yes, glory is destined, everyday women and men become legends, sins that go against our skin become blessings, the movement is a rhythm to us, freedom is like religion to us, 
justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, his spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, no. Glory. Glory. Oh. Every man, woman, and child Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero Facing the league of justice, his power was the people Enemy is lethal, a king became regal Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego The biggest weapon it's to stay peaceful, we sing Our music is the cuts that we bleed through Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany Now we right the wrongs in history No one can win the war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day when the glory comes It will be Good night.